Hello and welcome to another message of the Latter Rain Ministries, where we are dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. We hope and pray that our ministry is helping you get closer to the Lord and to understand more clearly His ways. If you have any questions or just need some prayer, please feel free to contact us through our website at www.thelatterrain.org. We'd be glad to help. We would also like to take this opportunity to make you aware that our English audio messages are now available as podcasts through iTunes. Please look for us in the Apple iTunes Store under Podcasts as The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. We pray that this new service will help make it easier to stay in tune with us as you listen to what the Lord shares in our ministry. Now as part of today's look into God's Word, we will briefly be going through Proverbs chapter 22 in a slight expository manner as we review a few verses within the Bible passage. So please join us for a few minutes and let's listen together to today's message. I would like for us to take a moment to pray together as we ask the Lord for His guidance and for Him to help us have open hearts and minds to what He wants for us to take in today. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise You and I worship You, O Lord. Lord, You are worthy to be praised and exalted forever and ever, for there is no one like You, O God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O Lord, that you please forgive my sins and my wrongs. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O God, that you help us, O Lord, to understand, that you help us, O Lord, to be able to have open hearts and minds, that you help us, O Lord, to understand that your word is life, and that you intend to give us life in abundance, O Lord, as we follow you, as we obey you, as we seek to do those things that please you. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you may please guide us through your word, through your Holy Spirit, O Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today we'll be looking at Proverbs chapter 22, and it says this, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. The rich and the poor have this in common, the Lord is the maker of them all. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are plundered. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. He who guards his soul will be far from them. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. He who sows iniquity will reap sorrow, and the rod of his anger will fail. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. Cast out the scoffer, and contention will leave. Yes, strife and reproach will cease. He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the faithless. The lazy man says, There is a lion outside. I shall be slain in the streets. The mouth of an immoral woman is a deep pit. He who is abhorred by the Lord will fall there. 
Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. He who oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he who gives to the rich will surely come to poverty. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips. So that your trust may be in the Lord, I have instructed you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer words of truth to those who send to you? Do not rob the poor because he is poor, nor oppress the afflicted at the gate, for the Lord will plead their cause and plunder the soul of those who plunder them. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. Do not be one of those who shakes hands in a pledge, one of those who is surety for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should he take away your bed from under you? Do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Today we're going to spend a little time on a few verses, although they are, they are all valuable, that teach us important things to keep in mind, and ultimately how we should incorporate this wisdom into our daily living. That is the whole point with having a relationship with the Lord and allowing His Word to become a part of our lives. It's about letting God lead the way so He can show us personally and intimately the way we can lead ever-changing and transforming lives as we learn and apply His wisdom. Now let's start from the top. Let's start with verse 1. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. In today's society, in order to be popular or famous or to attain things in an ambitious way, people sacrifice their ideals and morals quite easily. In order to impress other schoolmates, children and adolescents do wrong things to stand out. They sometimes hurt others or even do things that are illegal so that they can be popular, so they can be admired somehow. Some kids get into relationships, not just into sexual relationships, but also into toxic friendships because they somehow want to stand out or they want to fit in. They think that if they do certain things, they will be praised or recognized as different and special. Not much changes when people grow up and become adults. The things that change is that they commit greater offenses and bring more people into the mix. People at work do wrong things for different reasons. People get into relationships for the wrong reasons. People damage their families, and so on. And through all of this, very few people make choices that help them conserve a good name. This is something that has been forgotten now for some generations, where a good name or a good reputation is more important and valuable. Having lived in the Far East as a teenager myself many years ago now, I remember that some very important businessmen would make multi-million, multi-year deals all on the say-so of a person, on their word. Their honor, their reputation, their good name was the seal to a deal, to an agreement. If someone gave you their word, you could trust it without any concern. 
That was then. Now people have a difficult time honoring lengthy and wordy contracts. My line of work where I have negotiated multi-million dollar contracts, you need attorneys, references, bonding, insurance, third-party verifications, and so on, because you cannot take a person at their word. People in general will not keep their word for either simple things or complex things. Take marriage. At the altar or in front of a public figure, some people say, I do, or, or people say, I do. But even before they say, I do, or while they're saying, I do, they're already thinking on how they can get a divorce if necessary. Yet the Bible teaches us through this verse that a good name or a good reputation is more valuable than riches. Being a person of integrity is more important than money or wealth. And that includes gaining good favor with God, of course, and with people. Yet many do the opposite. They sacrifice their good name, their reputation, and good favor with God and people because they want great riches. It is more important to them to attain silver and gold, if you will, than anything else. People will do unspeakable things for money. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10 says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So, what will money buy for you? For the moment, it will buy things that you cannot take with you. It will buy you fake and superficial relationships. It may buy you good health for a little while. But in the end, you cannot buy yourself out of death. And you can certainly not buy God, nor buy eternal life. Money will only take you so far. That's why if you are logical and wise, we can come to understand what the Bible teaches us, that a good name before God and favor before God is of more value than anything else that this planet has to offer you. If we go on to verse 2, we read that the rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. So, we are taught a reality that both the rich and the poor are the same. That we are all ultimately just people created by God. Strip people of their wealth and they are just human beings. Just like the rest of us. Both the rich and the poor bleed when they are hurt. Both suffer pain when they are hurt by others. Both get sick. Both will die someday, maybe one before the other. But they will both stand just as they are before the mighty throne of God. So both are exactly the same. No more, no less. If we continue seeing verses 4, 22, 23, and 29, and we take them together, we continue seeing things that are related to the topic of wealth, where we read again, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Do not rob the poor because he is poor, nor oppress the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their cause and plunder the soul of those who plunder them. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Verse 4 tells us that if we are humble before the Lord, and if we fear Him and respect Him, we will find riches, which can mean more than just money. 
and honor and life. Verse 22 and 23 teaches us that if we choose to gain wealth, that we should not do it by robbing the poor nor by afflicting people because God will deal with us accordingly. And if we do choose to rob and afflict people, God will bring about judgment either here and now or later. But the price that will be paid will be on the most sensitive part of a person, on their soul. Their soul will suffer the consequences for their wrongdoings. What will God bring about as punishment? Only He knows. But it will be something extremely painful that the money that we gain cannot cure or make better. But verse 29 explains to us that working hard is a good thing. That's why money within itself is not bad. It's not that money is evil, but rather the love of money is wrong. Money is necessary in this world, but it cannot be the focal point of our life, nor should we wrong people to get it. Instead, we are taught here that if we excel in our work, if we are diligent and hardworking, that important people will take note and that dedication will open doors to better things. Being diligent and dedicated, not being ambitious, because ambition pushes you to run over people and to sacrifice morals and ideals to get what you want. But rather, if we're dedicated and we're diligent, it will help you gain what you need and that you will excel while doing the best you can. Now, let's get back and uh, look at verse 6 where it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Having said everything we have said so far about having a good reputation, money, and about how to treat people, how do you think you should train your children if you have some? What should you be teaching them? Because children need to be trained by their parents. Schools are only supposed to provide children with intellectual training not necessarily manners or how they should live their life. Schools are only supposed to educate children, not raise them for you. Formal training should come from the home, from mom and dad. And if we just take in a little bit of what we've seen today, we should teach our children to believe in God, to fear God, to believe that it is more important to have a good name than wealth. To find favor before God and man is more important than money. We should teach them that we are all the same, that no one is better than the other, that both the rich and the poor really have no difference, especially before the eyes of the Lord, and that we should be humble before God, that we should do not do any kind of evil to people in order to get what we need or what we want but rather that we should work hard and excel in what we do so that we can gain what is necessary. But what is the best way to teach children? We need to teach them by example. If we don't believe it and practice it ourselves, then how can you effectively teach this to your children? The example is the best teacher. That's how God teaches us. Jesus Christ became our supreme example of what God wants us to do as people. There is no greater example than the Lord Himself. That's why He should be our model. And finally, let's look at verse 14. 
The mouth of an immoral woman is a deep pit. He who is abhorred by the Lord will fall there. The Bible here teaches us that there are people with bad intentions. It's personified as a woman because the book of Proverbs was written as advice from a father to a son. But it can be understood in many different ways. And of course, for the good of men and women. Because God's wisdom is good all around. What defines a person as being immoral? A person that is immoral is characterized by someone that does not want to believe or fear the Lord. That's the root of it. And the immorality generates disobedience and disregard for the things of God. If a person does not want to believe or fear God, do you think they will take seriously anything God teaches through the Bible? Of course not. Their moral standard comes from whatever they choose to follow, and that can be anything. And if they are governed by the sin that dwells in each of us, they will ultimately do those things that cause death. Because as we have said many times, the Bible is perfectly clear in that the wages of sin is death. So, that's why we need to be careful to not become an immoral person and to stay away from immoral people. Defining immoral people as God would define them. People that choose not to believe or fear God. If we become immoral people, we will become people that only produce death for ourselves and for others. And if we choose to be with immoral people, then what do you think we will gain? What is their advice to us going to look like? But that's what God will allow you to become or give you up to if you are abhorred by the Lord. How do you get on that list? Easy. By hating God. When you hate God, you and only you, out of your own free will, are choosing to keep company with those that hate God. And that is Satan and his demons. That is what becomes your crowd. Because in this life, there are only two sides. You either choose to belong to one or to the other. And if you decide to straddle the fence, so to speak, the decision will be made for you. In the end, every person will wind up with what they truly want within their hearts. If they want and desire God, then they will wind up with God. But if a person just wants what is evil and sinful, they will wind up with what they want. Nothing more, nothing less. We are the ones that ultimately choose our path. The Lord only wants good for us. Ever since the beginning, the Bible teaches us that He created things that were good. God is the only one that has good intentions for you. That's why He made us. That's why He died for us. That's why He went through the whole ordeal of giving us His Word so that we can know for ourselves what is good and what truly makes sense in the end. He wants to give each one of us life eternal life and while we have his life he teaches us that we can live this life well for ourselves and for those that surround us if you choose to believe in and to fear the Lord by following what he teaches you to do great things can happen in your life 
God can transform and make your life new. God can bless you here and now, and of course in the afterlife where it matters the most. But it is all your choice, your decision. I encourage you today to make a choice for the Lord, to follow the Lord, to do what He tells us to do, so you can find eternal life and eternal reward. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I give you thanks, O Lord, for your Word, for your Holy Spirit, because through them you teach us life. You teach us, O Lord, how to find eternal life and also how to be able to live that eternal life that we can only find through Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that your word is truth, ultimate truth. That it is not a matter of perspective, that it's not a matter of situation or circumstance. Your word will always be the truth. Heavenly Father, help us to to cling on to your truth, to your principles, to your teachings, to your guidance, to your counsel. Heavenly Father, because just as Peter said, where shall we go? Because only you have words of life. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to understand. Help us, O oh Lord, to, to have it clear within us, to know it through and through you are God, that you are Lord, that your word is life to us. Help us, O Lord, to obey as best as we can, to understand, O Lord, that what you want for us is ultimately just good. That's your desire. That's your will. That's what is deep inside of you, your intentions. Your intentions for us is only good. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for each person that is listening. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that, that they might leave any kind of immorality aside. Because true immorality is not wanting to believe in you and not wanting to fear you. Help us, O Lord, to be moral people, to believe that you are God, that you are Lord, and that one day we will give an account for all of our actions. Heavenly Father, help us to be able to stand in Jesus Christ, in his forgiveness, in his redemption, so that we can inherit eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we continue studying God's Word. Feel free to write to us through our website if you have any questions or just need some prayer. Our web address again is www.thelatterrain.org. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.